This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Friends, I am so glad you are here today to listen to the Life and Style podcast. I have an exciting conversation to share with you. First, I want to encourage you to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. It means the world to us and it really helps us grow. And we would love to connect with you on Instagram at the Life and Style podcast. If you enjoy listening, feel free to screenshot your phone while you're listening and post it on your Instagram story, tagging us. It would make our day and we will reshare it. And now a little bit about today's guest. Elizabeth Finch is a realtor and certified health coach based in central Arkansas. She is passionate about helping others and was such a refreshing person to have a conversation with. In this episode, Elizabeth shares how to get your home ready to sell, tips for prioritizing mental health in your daily life, and so much more. Grab your headphones and head out on that walk, friends. Enjoy this conversation with the wonderful Elizabeth Finch. Well, hello, Elizabeth. How are you doing today? So great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So um, would you mind sharing with us just a little introduction about who you are and what you do? So I am a real estate agent in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I've been a real estate agent for, since I guess, November of last year. So I'm fairly new at it. Um, I'm coming in in a very exciting time with a lot going on in the market. So it's been a a lot and a lot of fun. But um, yeah, so before I was a real estate agent, I've been in the health and wellness space for, gosh, since 2011. So what, uh, nine or 10 years? I worked as a certified health coach. I was, I'm still actually a yoga instructor. I don't currently teach, but i um, still have that certification, fitness instructor, just all kinds of things in the health and wellness space. So I've made a little bit of a transition. Wow. So yeah, that leads me to what led you to this transition. What drew you to the, the world of real estate? It's so funny. I, I've been asked this question, of course, a, a lot of times, you know, why did you, why did you make that change? I think it was just a, a, num- a couple of different things um, that maybe, you know, catapulted my decision to, to make that change. Um, I don't know, maybe COVID was, you know, it sparked change for a lot of people just you know, we had more time to contemplate and, um, you know, think about what we want for, wanted for our lives and, and, you know, anything we wanted to change. Um you know, I, I still love helping people. I just, I think I was just ready to maybe do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what, re- what led me to real estate. Um, I also have, um, uh, my mentor in the real estate space. I mean, I think she also really kind of sparked my interest in it. We were, we were working with her as our realtor, um, before I was interested in real estate and I just loved kind of watching her work and how excited she got about it. And, you know, she would take us on showings and just having those conversations with her. I think that sparked it a little bit too. So just a number of, of different things. My girls are getting older. So I've had a little bit more, you know, time to kind of work on something new if that was something I wanted to do. So I decided it was. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, I feel like that speaks to some serious well-roundedness going from the health space into real estate. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's funny because it's not been that, 
I thought it was, you know, it's obviously two different things that you're talking about, but as far as to me, uh, you know, working as a health coach, it was always very much about helping people with what they envisioned for their lives in, mm. in the health and wellness aspect of their life. But it's very much about what is it that you want? Where is it that you want to go? How do you want to feel? And so real estate is not really that different. It's just a different like aspect, a different angle of your life. But where do you envision yourself? Where, what, you know, what kind of neighborhood do you want to live in? What do you want for your family and helping them in that way? So it's really you know, yeah. been wild. It hadn't been that big of a jump. That makes total sense. Um, so I would love to share some info with our audience about like right now, so many people are starting to consider selling homes. It's the time apparently. So what, what goes into that? What does that need to look like? And how can someone best prepare to sell their home? Like maybe there's certain upgrades that every homeowner should, should do before they list their home. Um, I mean, I definitely think it's a good idea to have a conversation with a realtor so you can kind of, you know, have that conversation about what your market value is for your home, what your home is worth. Um, you're exactly right. Now is a great time to sell. It's still a great time to sell. Um, I was just sharing with you, you know, a little bit earlier that my husband and I took advantage of this market and we sold our house. So, I mean, I, I did it too. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think it's a great time if someone is contemplating that. But yeah, talk to a realtor so you can, you know, find out about your home's worth, the, the, the market value of your home, kind of a range that you could sell your house for. And then as far as getting your house ready, um, it's a little bit of a different market right now where you don't, I don't know that you necessarily as a seller have to do a lot of upgrades, but, you know, I think it's always a great idea to, you know, start by just decluttering. And one thing that we like to tell our clients is, um, you know, however many rooms you have in your house, go to the store, get that many number of storage bins, and then take one, you know, put one in every room of your house, your living room, your kitchen, your each of the bedrooms, if you've got a playroom or an office or whatever it is, and then just start putting things into that and then pack them up and put them in the back of your car, or put them in your garage or put them in a storage unit or somewhere that they can kind of be out of sight, especially when you get ready to start showing the house, just decluttering makes a huge difference. Um, you know, cleaning up, I mean, people will notice when they come into your house, if anything feels like dirty or unkept, you know, they're going to kind of take note of that and wonder how well you took care of the other things. How well did you take care of servicing systems and all of that? So even just some basic cleaning, you know, doing um, like the baseboards and, um, you know, anything that needs to be cleaned up, a good deep clean in the kitchen where you're wiping off countertops and cleaning up appliances, you know, anything like that, that shows that you take care of the house. I think it's really important. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's it makes sense because it kind of seems like the end goal is to make it as easy as possible for future buyers to envision their life. So it's like, you don't want to fill it up so much to the point where it's more difficult to envision what their life might look like in that home. Yeah, give them some space. Like, you know, if there's too much clutter, I think that that's one thing that it does do it. It kind of prevents them from you know, feeling like there's space for them to move their stuff in. Um, so give them space by doing that declutter. Uh, that's, that's a great point and definitely something that, you know, we think kind of affects buyers, whether they realize it or not, when they're walking through a house, maybe it's sort of subconscious, but just being able to see that there's room for them to move their stuff into the house and for them to live there. Yeah. I mean, I know I browse Zillow just for fun. It's a hobby of mine, but I will not even like scroll through the photos of a house. If I realize it's super cluttered, it's not even like, I can't even picture, I can't even see what the house looks like. So it really does make a huge difference psychologically. 
even if you're casually browsing online. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Make space. Yes. Um, so what have you found when you're working with buyers? What are most buyers looking for right now when they're looking for a new home? Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking for something different, you know, and that's um, something that it's important as a real estate agent to, to get to know about your, your buyer client, you know, what, what kind of a lifestyle do they want to live? Are they looking for an area where they can do a lot of walking or do they want to walk to coffee in the morning? Do they want to be able to walk to restaurants and, um, you know, things in the area? Do they want, you know, more of a yard, you know, for some people they'll go, they'll give up one thing to get another. So maybe they want a bigger yard. They want a backyard. They want more privacy. So it kind of just depends on what, your client is looking for the kind of lifestyle that they're looking to live. Um, and everybody's different in that regard, you know, and then with that, I think, you know, going back to COVID again, it just, it really kind of helped us all understand how we want to live in our houses a little bit better. Um, you yes. know, so, so what is it, is it, what's important to you? I love to cook. So of course the kitchen is going to be super important to me, whereas somebody else may, not be as concerned with the kitchen. Maybe they don't spend as much time in the kitchen. Um, you know, I'll tell you just as a personal example, my husband and I, in, in our search for a new home after we sold ours, um, we looked at a house that I loved, but it had a galley kitchen that was sort of at the end of the house and it was by itself. And there was, it was closed off from the other rooms. And I just envisioned myself in there cooking every night, which of course I'll do because I love to do, but it felt very blocked off from the rest of the house. And I thought, I can't, we can't buy this house because I like for people to be in the kitchen and, and, you know, have a glass of wine or my kids be at the countertop talking to me and telling me about their, their day while I'm cooking. You know, I yes, like that's an everyday be, kind of thing that matters. Yeah. So I think it's important for you to understand what you, what the most important things are for you. Make a list, you know, buyers should make a list of the things that, you know, maybe their top five things that they would like in a, in a house. And then what are the non-negotiables? You know, what, what do you, what do you want? And then what do you, what, what is a must have? And then just kind of know those things. That seems like an important distinction to make, because I feel like a lot of times those things can get blurred, the things that you want and the things that are non-negotiables. And then it's like, there is no house that matches my needs. I'm doomed. But if you really do narrow it down to what is actually critical, it might be a much shorter list. And then the other things you can either make happen later or do without. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it is a trade-off. You know, I really want a big spacious open kitchen. So I'm willing to, you know, forego a bigger backyard or I want a bath, uh, you know, a master bathroom and with a bathtub that's big enough. Um, so I'll forego, you know, whatever it is. So just kind of knowing those things ahead of time, I think it's helpful for people to make a list and just to know, you know, what is it, what is it that they really want? And then what are some things that they're willing to negotiate if they find other things that they love in the house? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so also for people selling, are there any little, like, I don't know, detail things that you find that sellers do that make a big difference? You know, turn the lights on. That's a biggie. Turn the lights on if you're getting, especially if you're getting ready to show the house. Um, you know, dimmer switches are nice. It's so funny. I, I've never, um, never really thought about it this way either until I became a realtor. But, um, you know, some people like to see houses at different times of day. Houses show differently at, during the day than they do at night. And sometimes there's something really cool about being able to see a house that you're interested in at night as well. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that I did, I learned in a class that I took a, a, a 
recent class that I just took was, um, you know, if you're trying to, if you're, if you've got your house listed and you're trying to sell your house, keep the lights on at night so that it's really beautifully lit up. And that way, if someone drives past it, if they're, you know, stalking your listing yeah. or they know that your house is on the market and it looks really beautiful, you know, if they're thinking about like if they're going to entertain or however they're going to use the house, but keeping lights on until like 9 p.m. so that if people are driving by at night, the house looks beautiful and lit up from the street. That makes total sense. And I feel like that would absolutely make a difference. I love that. Um, okay. Those are great tips for getting your house ready to sell, making it as easy for people to envision their life as possible in that home. Um, I think that's really helpful to a lot of people right now. <laughs> um, have you, I guess open houses really haven't been much of a thing yet <laughs> with, with, since you've been doing this because of COVID. Yeah. Um, we've, I've done a few, um, it seems like they're starting to pick up a little bit more. I think I'm seeing more open houses. Clients are, you know, a little bit more open, open to open houses. Um, but we, we did still do them. You know, there was just all of the precautions in place. So people were wearing masks and you know, we'd put out hand sanitizer. I even had some um, showings that I took buyers on um, where people asked us to put on booties on the bottom of our shoes, you know, like the, the, the toss away booties um, so that people weren't tracking through the house. So, okay. uh, you know, those kinds of things were happening, but it seems like they are starting to pick up and people are kind of warming to, you know, letting people come into their house like that again. Cause with an open house, it can be a lot of people. It's gone pretty smoothly. Um, I really enjoy them. I love getting to, you know, just meet people and find out about their lives. And again, I'm always, I'm always kind of angling to find out what people's visions are for their, their lives. I kind of, that's, just the way my conversation with people normally goes, because I like to hear that kind of stuff about people. And I think that um, makes so a big I'm difference in a realtor, having someone who cares about yeah. your bigger, like the bigger reasons why you're wanting what you want, you know, and helps you be able to help them the best way possible. I think so. Absolutely. So I really liked, um, on your Instagram, you recently posted something kind of giving a great tip about how to come up with a good description for your home. Um, I would love it if you could share that little tip with our listeners. So um, one of the best things to do is to just think about what you love most about your home. And if and when you sell this house, what are you going to miss? What are the spaces? You know, the, if, if there's a spot that you love to have, you know, your coffee and look out and watch birds, or if you, um, you know, if you love your your bathtub and, and the quiet nights and listening to music in the tub or whatever it is that you do. If you love your patio and you love to entertain because it's such a serene, beautiful space, whatever it is that you feel like you'll miss most about your house, that's probably going to be one of the things that draws potential buyers to your house as well. So I think it's great to, you know, kind of jot those things down, um, be as descriptive as you possibly can. And what you love about your house is probably going to be what the next person loves about it too, or one of the things. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the house that we're in currently in the description, it was like, sit on the front porch and wave to your neighbors while your kids play in the gated front yard. That was like it. I was like, that sounds perfect and heavenly. <laughs> Made a big difference for me. Absolutely. Oh, I think it does. <laughs> um, such a good tip. So let's talk about Painted Tree Boutiques. If you didn't already know, this podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques, which is truly an experience like no other. If you are looking for an amazing shopping experience to have with a friend or family member, this is your spot. There are hundreds of vendors under one roof, all specializing in gifts, decor, fashion, soaps, 
candles, and so much more. And there are painted tree locations all across the nation. So this is an incredible opportunity to support small businesses, small shop owners, and get some truly incredible, unique finds and quality time with people that you love. Again, it comes back to the experience like no other at Painted Tree. So visit paintedtree.com to learn more and find your nearest location. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D T-R-E-E dot com. Thanks, friends. And now a few words from an incredibly talented painted tree shop owner. Hi, my name is Patricia Hildebrand. I am a vendor at Painted Tree, have been for four years. My background is in space planning and interior design. And when my last company moved out of state, I decided to try this as a hobby but it has turned into much more than a very fun hobby. It is a career. And so when I started my first couple of booths some years ago, I found that what people would tell me consistently is that they were drawn to the vibe. And actually that's what I'm drawn to with Paint and Tree is the vibe because it's different than any place I've ever been. I've been doing this for about 14 years, but ever since they've been in town, I've been with Paint and Tree. Um, thank you for sharing all the home things. I really also want to talk about some health and wellness things because you clearly have a lot of experience and expertise in that area as well. Um, which again, I just think it's fantastic that you, you can bring both of those things to the table. Um, so you taught spin bar and yoga, um, all before becoming a real estate agent. So what kind of first drew you into that world? Was it doing the fitness classes or were you into it before? fitness is what kind of brought me into the health and wellness space. Um, I, I, I hurt my knee. I was, I was training for and ran a half marathon when my daughters were very young. They were maybe like a year and a half and three or some, you know, they were very young. And so I hurt my knee, wasn't able to run anymore. Um, I found spin classes, loved them so much that I decided I wanted to get certified, um, to teach spin. So I started to teach spin. Um, after that, it just kind of, you know, organically led into me having conversations with women, mainly women about, uh, you know, their goals. And, and, and I, you know, I would have women ask me, you know, I can't lose weight. What, what, what am I doing wrong? I'm exercising. And I knew they were because I saw them. they were in my classes. I saw them, you know, at the studio that I was teaching at. Um, so just in those conversations, I started to learn, uh, well, number one, I learned that there's such a thing as a health coach. I didn't even know that I was kind of inadvertently, um, you know, talking to people about their diets before I even really realized that health coaching was a thing. Um, when I found out it was a thing, I decided that I wanted to, uh, to take a, a class and get a certification in it. So this was back in 2011. I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, and did that year-long class. And I continued to do, you know, to teach fitness classes. Um, I, I got into teaching bar and I taught bar and spin both for a while and then went back to only spin. And then, um, I don't know, probably maybe three years ago or so I had um, I've taken yoga classes forever I've, I've, I've I started in high school not not seriously by any means but I picked up my yoga practice probably 10 years ago and I always said that I wanted to keep it for myself but about three or four years ago I decided that um, I was ready to um, to do a yoga teacher training and and decided to you know start to share because when you teach yoga you're sharing your practice I mean it's very much 
you can't teach something that you don't, you don't know and do yourself. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of, a, to me, being a yoga teacher is a very vulnerable position because you're really mm. opening people up to say, this is my home practice. This is what I do. When I practice at home, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And you're just, yeah, that's how you guide people through yoga classes. So, um, so I decided to do that. And then, um, I was still teaching yoga up until COVID happened and then everything shut down. And, um, that's when I guess my wheel started spinning about some other things. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still practicing, just not teaching now. Yes. I still practice and I love to, to go take other people's classes. I still take spin classes. Um, awesome. I love it. I mean, fitness is very much still a huge part. I mean, health and wellness will always be a part of who I am. And I just want to say group exercise for me is like, that is where it is at. If I want to be consistent and like effective with my time going and being like, okay, I just need to bring my body into this room. And then somebody else will tell me what to do from there. It's so helpful. And it's a total game changer. Literally since high school group exercise has been what I continually come back to for fitness. <laughs> and it's, it's just I love it so much. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And spin classes, I've done yoga bar and spin, and I love them all. Um, spin classes specifically, I mean, I got so hooked on those in college. I was going five days a week all the time, loved it so much. I've never been that consistent since then. That was a very isolated time in my life of five consecutive days. But I mean, there's just something like powerful about being in a room with a bunch of like-minded people, loud music, you're sweating it out. It's, it's like no other. The energy is, is really exciting. I love it. I don't go that often. I go usually about two or three days a week. Um, and then I've sprinkled in yoga and just some weight stuff at home, but, um, I love a good spin class, love yes. a good sweat. Yes, <laughs> It just feels so good. So good. It does. Um, at first it does not, but then eventually it starts to feel really, really good. <laughs> Your energy. And then you, you know, you're feeling the energy of everybody around you. And then before you know it, you're like, and that's what I love about spin. Cause it just, you feel like you're dancing on a bike. I love it. Yes. I think it's so fun. Yes, totally. And like you're picturing the hills and everything that the instructor is walking you through. It's, it's great. Um, I love it. So what would you say are some of your top, like everyday health tips? How do you kind of maintain a healthy wellness oriented lifestyle? Ooh, this, is, this is what I love talking about. Um, <laughs> so my number one tip, and I feel like it's one that is so overlooked, but good sleep, good sleep is everything. And when I, I mean, everything, I really think it's the basis for everything, because if you are not well, well rested, it affects your cravings. It affects different hormones that affect your hunger and satiety levels. So getting a good night's sleep is, is crucial. And you have to know that about yourself, what a good night's sleep is for you. My sweet spot is about seven and a half hours. If I can get a good solid seven and a half hours, I'm well rested. I have energy. I, you know, I, I don't feel like my cravings are out of control, but when I do not get good sleep, everything is off and, and it's, and it's hormonal. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand. It actually affects your hormones. So cravings are so strong that I've never thought about the correlation between sleep and cravings. Yeah. So you have hormone, there's two hormones. One, the, the one that affects your hunger is called ghrelin. And I always think about like, if you smell someone grilling, it makes you hungry, you know, oh, okay. uh, but, the, but it's spelled G, I think it's G H R E L I N, but ghrelin affects your hunger. And then leptin is your satiety or fullness hormone. So those just like all of your other hormones, everything regulates at night while you're sleeping. So if you are not getting good rest then your ghrelin won't regulate, you know, which helps to control your hunger levels and your leptin won't regulate, 
which helps to control your satiety and fullness and it will affect you the next day. And then you'll, you know, if you're, if you're also uh, sleep deprived or you're not well rested, then that also affects your energy levels. So then you're like reaching for sugar and too much caffeine and different things that are false energy sources. You think they're going to bring you up, but really they just kind of make everything a little bit more jumbled, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, sleep is my number one. Um, and then of course it, it really all ties together because, you know, exercise helps you sleep better. Exercise helps you to manage stress when you're, when you're, you know, managing your stress, you sleep better when you sleep well, then, you know, your chances are you're going to make healthier food choices for yourself. So it's just, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's cyclical and, um, it all ties into each other, but I would say my biggies are sleep, um, you know, focusing on whole foods as much as you possibly can. Um, and by whole foods, I mean, just uh, not the grocery store, but, you know, unprocessed foods. So what, um, you know, things that haven't undergone some sort of, 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 of a process to be made, um, drinking water. I'm not, I've gone through periods of, of, you know, advocating for different diets and where I am in my own lifestyle now is just, um, you know, eating, I mean, it's my, it's Michael Pollan. What did he say? Um, eat, eat food, eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. That's, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, that's all we need. That's so good. Um, yeah. So it sounds to me like you're, you're, you really take like a very holistic, big picture approach and everything does affect everything else. So it's kind of like, it's really a matter of getting into that cycle and then it kind of starts to run itself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely, um, you know, lifestyle changes are hard and, and I tell people too, when they ask me, you know, about like, what about my kids? I can't get my, my kids to eat. Well, I, it's the same thing, you know, when they make change, when kids make changes, it's just as hard as it is when we make changes and it's just, you know, sticking to, them. um, you, you have, you definitely have to think about it a lot more when you're starting to make changes. It's, you know, being super conscious of it, making sure that, um, that you're that you're reminding yourself of why you're making these choices and then once you develop habits then habits what's going to keep you going but it's very it's that very conscious decision making while you're trying to make the new habits yeah um, you just gotta yeah that's what great. do they say I like Mot- what you said oh sorry go ahead I think there's a saying that's like motivation is what gets you started and then habit is what is what carries you like your your habits and your routines I'm so in I've been doing these routines around healthy lifestyle for so long that it just, it's like autopilot, but, but the motivation is what's going to help you in the beginning while you're getting habits and routines set up into place. Yeah, that's great. And I I love what you said about really getting clear on why you want to make these changes in your life, because I feel like that, that is just like the non-negotiable first step that can so easily be overlooked or maybe the why is not a healthy thing. And so it's not going to lead to something that's healthy. You know, um, I think, I just think that's really important that you hit on that. You know, our bodies need certain things to feel our best. And so that we get, you know, that we have energy and can do the daily activities that we want to do and need to do. Um, so, I mean, that's my why is just, I, I want to feel the very best that I can. Yeah. Versus trying to look the very best or trying to, you know, you're disappointed in yourself and you're coming, kind of coming at it from this like negative, you know, headspace or feelings about yourself. I think it is great, especially if you get like a little feeling of how much better your body feels when you're treating it really well, that can kind of help propel you. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I think that's great. Really great. Um, so similar question, but what daily rituals do you find to be really important for your mental health? 
Mm. Breathing. <laughs> Breathing is so important. It calms us. It calms our central nervous system. Um, you know, I mean, I, I can, there's been times when I'll be in the middle of traffic and I just kind of stop and I'm like, I'm not, I'm breathing so shallowly or I'm, you know, you just get worked up and you forget to take those deep breaths. So, I mean, the, your breath is the tool that you always have with you and it's always, it's free. It's always available. And it's the one thing that can really calm your central nervous system. And especially after the year we all just had, you know, um, calming our central nervous system is super important. So breath, um, that's one of the things too, that I love about yoga is just that you move with your breath. And so it is constant breathing for a full hour, you know, that you're in class or however long you practice. Um, but you can breathe, you can deep breathe anytime. Breathing is important. And then I think just finding some things that make you feel calm, things that, you know, just always thinking about like calming your central nervous system. So for me, like having some sort of calming music playing or dimming the lights, like I have a bedtime routine that, um, that I stick to pretty much every night. And it starts around seven or seven 30, whenever we wrap up dinner, actually dinner is a part of that because I don't, I don't like to sleep too close to bedtime because it interferes, or I'm sorry, I don't like to eat too close to bedtime because it interferes with my sleep. If I go to, to sleep on a, a really full, heavy, you know, heavy food in my stomach, it'll interfere with sleep. So after dinner, whenever we finish that up, I'll start to go around the house and dim all the lights down. Um, you know, I encourage my daughters not to listen to super stimulating music. Like if you want to play music while you're in the shower, let's do Let's talk about calming music rather than like ampy music, you know, yes. um, if there's scents that calm you, a lot of people like lavender, um, you know, incense, if you like to burn that, just whatever it is that kind of helps you to get into that calming space. And then, you know, again, throughout the day, I think using your breath to calm you, you know, grabbing a quiet moment when you can, even if that's in the car, um, if you're in the pickup line, if you have kids and you're in the car, carpool pickup line, or if you're you know, if you can just grab, when you hop in the car going to and from work or, or places where you're working or errands or whatever, and just take a few minutes, maybe put your hands on your body and just breathe and check in, you know, how am I feeling? How, what, how can I calm myself right now? I think we're all, we've, we're all used to having been in this like state of alert, like this fight or flight, you know? Yes. Yes. So how can we get calm? That's wonderful. Someone rec recently recommended the headspace app to me for, um, meditation. And I've been doing it for a couple of weeks and it's wonderful. And so much of what they're teaching through these meditations is about really grounding yourself with your breath and just focusing on being present now. And I hadn't really like thought through the idea of like so much of what we get anxious about or, you know, overtaken by is, is not what's happening right now. It's something maybe in the past or that's hasn't come to be yet. But usually if you just pause and focus on right now, what your current sensations are and what's going on in your life, like it's okay. Things are okay right now and focusing on your breath. I don't know. That's kind of been a game changer for me, kind of having that realization of focusing and being fully present, like physically fully present. <laughs> and you know, I, I love that you said that. I think, I think one thing that really helps with that is just like putting your hands on your body and, and being you know, this is where I am right now. This is where I physically am right now that how, then it kind of helps you, you know, identify how you're feeling right now. And just to kind of, like you said, just get grounded a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is, yeah, it's, it helps to calm us. That's awesome. Um, so I'm curious, what are some key pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? 
definitely, I'm not saying that there aren't times when I have anxiety even now still, because I do. And, and I think we, you know, when that happens, we have to just calm ourselves or, or remind ourselves, you know, that everything is figure outable. I think that's a Marie Forleo um, saying that everything is figure outable. And, you know, there's, there's a solution and, you know, what, Elizabeth, don't freak out. Look for the solution. You know, how can you find a solution to this? Um, I would tell my younger self that. I would tell my younger self to give myself more grace. You know, um, I think that that's huge that mm. uh, so many of us put so much pressure on ourselves and, and expect perfection. And it just, it's its not, we can't do, we can't, you know, no one can be so perfect true. 100% of the time. So have grace with yourself, you know, um, don't judge yourself so harshly. I think that that would definitely be one of the things I would tell my younger self. Mm, that's, that's really powerful. Um, what makes you feel like the best version of yourself? I've shared with you sleep. I, people who know me, if you know me personally, you know, I don't play around with my sleep. I get teased about it all the time. <laughs> Serious the time. business. Yes. It's serious business. You know, I have a bedtime. I, I like to wind down before bedtime. Um, I don't stay up late. I like to get up early and, um, and start my day. And I know not everybody's like that, but for me, that's how I feel the best when I'm getting good rest. I go to bed, you know, around the same time every night, get good sleep. And then I feel energized and great the next day. So definitely that exercise makes me feel the best. Um, just being with my family, um, you know, having some time, we love to, we, my girls are still young enough. Nobody's, nobody's driving yet. <laughs> so this can change in the next couple of years because my oldest is 14, but, um, you know, where we all have some time to be together and be just focused on each other. I, I mm -hmm. think that that makes me feel good and definitely grounds me. If I don't, if I don't get that at least one day a week or two days a week, you know, over the weekend or whatever it is when we're not so busy, I really feel sort of out of sorts going into the next week. So I think just having that time when we all are really, you know, putting devices down, talking to each other, focusing on each other, um, is a definitely a game changer. Um, what else? What else? Um, healthy, healthy food, but balance, you know, because sometimes I do want a cheeseburger and French fries and a glass <laughs> yes. of wine, you know, but most of the time it's, it's not those things because I don't feel my best when I eat those, that way every day. Um, so just balance. Yeah. Balance. That's great. Um, so what are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or favorite podcasts to listen to? Ah, uh, there's so many. Let's see. Um, social media accounts, I kind of tend to, I bounce around depending on like what my focus is. You know how sometimes <laughs> yes. your, your focus changes. I love Gabrielle Bernstein. If I'm looking for, um, sort of more spiritually focused thing, kind of going more inward, you know, those times when I find myself like really wanting to, to go inward for whatever reason. Um, I love that. I follow some different, um, I get a ton of inspiration on, on Instagram. I would say for like style, you know, like like work, work wardrobe. Um, there's different places. I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I follow. I follow like stitch fix and, um, Nordstrom, uh, what is that? Or is it Nordstrom that has the, um, the trunk club. So different oh, things yeah. like that, where they're kind of mixing different styles. I love that. I'm always looking for, um, different work ideas, but I like to also be comfortable. So I'm kind of specific about what I, what I follow. Um, I do love Marie Forleo. I've mentioned her. She's got fantastic business advice. That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I love, um, his name's Gary Vander. I think it's a Vanderchuk, but he goes by Gary V. He's got yes. a lot of great social media content. 
So I follow him for social media content. In fact, I have something pulled up on my browser right now of his that I wanted to read. Um, he's like the social yeah. media king wizard. He's such a genius. And then I follow some different realtors that I love what they're doing in the social media space. I really, um, I feel like it's, it's, it's an important thing for, for real estate agents to use. I mean, I, I don't know that all of, all of us have embraced, you know, social media for making connections with people and, and possibly, you know, connecting with new clients there, but it's something that's really important to me. I've connected with quite a few of my clients on social media and it's, it's something that it's, it's really important to me. So I've, you know, there's different realtors that I follow. Um, there's some like in the Houston area, I can't even think of it. And Julia Wong is what I think it's Wong, W-A-N-G. She's a fantastic one in the Houston area that I follow. She does a lot of dynam dynamic stuff on social media. Um, there's some in Nashville that I follow. So I kind of try to keep it in this area, like in our region, but I'm just always looking to see what other people are doing. Um, it inspires me you know, to, to see people doing cool stuff on social media. So very, very yeah. cool. Um, I love that because there really is, yeah, there's a place for every industry in the social media world and a benefit for every industry to be present in it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, and you do a great job, I think of sharing, you know, all the business things, but always bringing your genuine personality to it, which I feel like that's, that's the thing that keeps people coming back, you know? You for saying that I, I you know what it's another place to connect with people it's it's social media can be really amazing when used appropriately yes you know yes very very true we need boundaries and not be on it all the time because then it's keeping us from interacting in real life with people around us but I think when used appropriately and with boundaries it's 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 pretty cool place couldn't agree more with all every bit of that. <laughs> um, so we are to the portion called rapid fire questions, which is lots of fun. I'm going to start a sentence and you finish it and we'll kind of go through pretty quickly. Okay. My favorite color is. Oh, it's such a, a, a black. I've just, I love neutrals and I know that black is kind of boring, but I'm going to say black, but black and white but with a touch of like something rich, like maybe gold or a little Ooh. brown or something like that. But I like a little something rich with it, but I stick to the basics. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. My favorite movie is. I truly, I've racked my brain to figure out what my favorite movie is. And I, I don't know that I have one. I, <laughs> we don't watch a lot of movies. I know this is great. I've got it. I've got an answer for one. If you want, if you, if you want one, uh, okay, this is, you're going <laughs> to think your you're genuine gonna think answer is, crazy. is we'll take it. You're going to think this is crazy, but the movie Moana, yes, Moana, Ooh. every time I watch it and it's been a little while, cause like I said, my girls are getting bigger, but it like triggers emotion in me. Every time I watch it, I get emotional and a couple of times throughout it, I get um, just kind of teary eyed. And I think it's because my grandmother was such a strong influence, a female influence in my life. And I see that, you know, Moana's grandmother's spirit is with her and really encouraging her to, to be all that she knows already that she is, but just that strong feminine guidance. I just, it gets me every time I watch it. I just like well up. Oh, yes. I feel that on a soul level too. It is, it's such a beautiful movie, such a beautiful movie. Um, uh, and I just think that that's important with, you know, with women and, and with our daughters and I'm um, just passing down that, that 
strength, you know, that feminine strength to each other. I think it's, and maybe because I have two daughters, that's something that I think about a lot, but I do. Totally. I have a year and a half year old daughter and I'm, I'm thinking about that all the time as well. Um, my favorite book is. Okay. This one is a no brainer for me. I, I don't even have to think. Um, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I think it's how you say yes, his last I name. I actually just started this book. So many people have recommended it to me. Oh my gosh. It is the best. I refer back to it. I've read it so many times and I'm one of those that highlights and dog ears. So I can't do, I can't do, you know, the virtual readers. I have to have the hard copy, but my, I have my original copy that I started with and I have like three different colored highlights in it because I've read it so many times with like an orange and a pink and a yellow. And every time I, he just, it, you know, those are the four things I feel like if, if most of us would follow life would feel a lot easier and a lot more in flow for a lot of us. Yeah. Oh man. Yes, yes, yes. Even just here, I haven't finished the book, but I've read through the four things and I'm like, okay, this is going to rock my world. I can already tell. Um, wonderful. My favorite breakfast food is. Um, I kind of stick to the th- the same things for breakfast. I love a good clean kind of granola. I used to make my own. I just can't I just can't find the time to keep up with that anymore. So I, the one that I'm buying right now is the it's by the brand Kind, I think. So I love granola, and sometimes I'll put it over Greek yogurt if I'm in the mood for that. Sometimes I'll just do um, with some almond milk or coconut milk or whatever I have on hand. I always usually add berries. Um, I love berries in the morning, you know, tons of nutrition there, but I just, I like the way they taste too. And then coffee, always coffee. Yes. Awesome. Uh, my favorite place I've ever been is. Um, okay. Oh, I, there's a couple of different ones right now though. I tell you, um, and maybe just because it's so close, we just got back from Sayuli to Mexico and we've been twice. This was our second time we'd actually traveled in, in mm. March of this year. The other time we went was for my birthday, right before COVID. Um, we love it. It's it's on the western coast of Mexico. It's fairly easy to get to, but I love the vibe there because it's a mashup of like a, a yoga town. There's a lot of yogis there. There's a lot of healthy foods. Everybody's kind of like healthy foodies there. So it's right up my alley. And then it's a surfing town. So it's just like all of this like cool mashup of different energies that I love and it's oh. easy to get to. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my role model is, um, you know, I've got a couple of different ones in different areas of my life. Um, I've already mentioned to you that just as, you know, growing up and, and becoming the person I am, I feel like my grandmother who is, has passed away, but, um, she is, I still feel like I've, you know, call on a lot of the things she used to tell me and that I learned from her. So just in shaping who I am in real estate, my broker is, um, she's, she's my real estate mentor. I watch everything she does. I, I love the way she connects with people in, in such a, you know, caring, um, empathetic way, but then she's also, she, she fights for her clients. So she's got, there's these different energies that I, um, that I, I really love and respect about her and that I'm trying to bring into my own, you know, space as a real estate agent. That's fantastic. Um, I would describe my style as, um, I would describe my style as refined and sort of classic, but also, um, casual and maybe with a little bit of, I don't know if I wouldn't call myself edgy, but I like to throw in something unexpected when I can, whether that's an unexpected color, you know, with my shoe or another accessory or an unexpected 
um, you know, piece that I'm wearing or um, just something a little bit unexpected so it doesn't look just, you know, too traditional. Yes, yes, I like that. Um, I love what I do because. Um, I love what I do because I truly just love to help people. And I've, I've shared more about that. I love to hear what people's dreams and visions are for their lives and then just kind of brainstorm with them how they can move a little bit closer to that. And it's, you know, it's, it doesn't all always happen at once with, you know, your health and wellness goals or with your real estate goals, but just how can we bring you a little bit closer today? Um, I just, I love being a part of that process with people. It brings me a lot of fulfillment. That's fantastic. And those are things that make a massive long-term kind of difference in people's lives. Um, so style adds value to my life because, um, I think it adds value to my life because again, it's just a, another, um, source of joy, you know, um, being surrounded or, or wearing things that you love and find beautiful, I think is, is another way that we feel joy. And I think it's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Just choosing joy. Totally. Totally. So Elizabeth, how can people connect with you online? Find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Elizabeth and Little Rock. Um, that's probably the best way. DM me. My number is plastered all over my Instagram page. You can even call me or text me. It's there. I'm a real estate agent. So everybody you know, knows how to always get in touch with you. Um, reach out, say hi. Let me know that you're, you know, you're there and, and let me know where you are. I just love to connect with people. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Oh. I try to always answer questions when people send me questions um, and just, I, I love to engage with people there. So yeah. Say awesome. hi. Awesome. I love the, I love the way that you show up there. So keep up the wonderful work. I am so grateful to you for joining me today for this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Oh, absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, my wonderful friends, my conversation with Elizabeth Finch. How great is she? I genuinely loved chatting with her and thank you guys for listening. It absolutely brings my heart joy knowing that I get to have these wonderful conversations and then share them with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Carissa Rodriguez, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible. I will see you next week with a brand new episode.